When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In late 2018, a YouTube Secure member watching the Google Earth feed noticed a contrail that spanned from pole to pole. Contrails are the large line-shaped clouds that follow jets that fly in the atmosphere. Many even conspiracize that the government uses them to control storm fronts or create them. What makes this contrail such an anomaly is that it didn't dissipate and held its line for a 13,000-mile journey pole to pole leaving behind contrails so big they baffled onlookers. This is unheard of because normal contrails dissipate after 15 minutes at the most 30. This means that the craft that created this contrail had to have been traveling almost 50,000 miles per hour, 10 times faster than any jet we have today. This contrail anomaly instantly made me think of Admiral Byrd, widely known for his trips to the North Pole claiming to see aliens and hollow earth. Admiral Byrd, after one of his trips, told the government we'd have to deal with alien craft that could fly pole to pole in just seconds. I received a phone call from a whistleblower in the intel world. He told me at a top robotics company in Japan, four robots being developed for military applications killed 29 humans in the lab. This is a quote. This is serious shit, Linda, but you're never going to hear about this in the news. The robotics company has too much to lose, and governments want robot soldiers. I have exposure to the most cutting-edge um, AI. I think people should be really concerned about it. AI is a fundamental risk to the existence of human civilization.
nationalist leader Bishop Abel Musarewa has accepted Mr. Smith's offer to negotiate an internal settlement based on one man, one vote. But, he says, there are conditions. These include stopping the execution of all captured prisoners of war, allowing the Roman negotiations of These are supposed to be some of the most verified images of giants. There's a part of history that just is not being told. Hieroglyphics in Egypt showing massive human-like entities. There's a giant footprint in granite in uh, South Africa. It's about as tall as you are, six foot tall, a footprint. Look at this. There's the big toe and the other four toes, down to the small toe, down to the heel. What's fascinating about this is, is this piece sticking out here. It's like when you put your foot in mud and you pull it out, your toes will lift up a little mud. That's got to be the foot of a 20 to 40 foot creature. This is the untold story of the Battle of Los Angeles of World War II. It was February 24th, 1942, when naval intelligence told the coast of California to be ready for imminent Japanese attack. This comes just a day after a Japanese sub surfaced off the coast of Santa Barbara, California and threw artillery shells at an oil refinery. The attack did little to no damage, unlike two months earlier when they hit Pearl Harbor. So our boys had been at their station for a few hours when on the morning of February 25th, an unidentified flying object showed up floating over the coast. The air raid alarm sounded and the city blacked out. Spotlights were thrown in the sky and this is what they saw. And they wasted no time in giving it everything they had. One witness on the ground claimed it was the biggest thing she had ever seen and it had a bunch of little ships flying around it. It was hard to spot but we were shooting at something, one soldier said. They fired almost 1400 rounds but not one plane hit. And that's when the controversy began, part two. This is the untold story of the Battle of Los Angeles, part two. So the next morning, newspapers showed that there was a massive battle over Los Angeles. But really, there were no casualties and there were no planes shot down. To many of the soldiers, they saw nothing but smoke and a barrage of bullets. They were virtually shooting where everybody else was. While others claimed the threat was no question real, and they saw paratroopers even falling from the skies. There was even a claim that a Japanese plane was shot down in Hollywood. This ended up being a false alarm. So exactly what did soldiers spot on the radar that day? What was that infantry shooting at? Well, reports would eventually say that they were just trigger happy and jumped the gun. But Secretary of War Henry Stimson called bullshit. He said there was no doubt at least 15 objects in the sky that day, whether they were planes or UFOs. He later backpedaled his claims. But what about the thousands who said they saw something? While trudging through the underworld of the internet, I came across the webpage that lets you apply to Illuminati. Basically it goes through the beliefs and the code of the Illuminati with a positive spin on it. I mean just look at the very first sentence. Learn the power that ultimately gives kings and queens their authority, that it's inside every human. You just need to know how to exploit it. A little bit about the Illuminati. It's an elite organization of world leaders, business authorities, innovators, influential members of the planet. 
Um, no particular religious background or ethnicity required. It's basically they just want to prosper humans as a whole. Money is not the root of all evil. Money is the root to all freedom. The selfish pursuit of money is hollow, but the pursuit of goodness that money can create is one of humanity's greatest responsibilities. That's what the pyramid represents. The eye represents advancement and evolution, and it says the human species is guarded by a coalition of its most elite members called the Illuminati. While trudging through the underworld of the internet, I came across the webpage that lets you apply to Illuminati. Basically, it goes through the beliefs and the code of the Illuminati with a positive spin on it. I mean, just look at the very first sentence. Learn the power that ultimately gives kings and queens their authority, that it's inside every human. You just need to know how to exploit it. A little bit about the Illuminati. It's an elite organization of world leaders, business authorities, innovators, influential members of the planet. Um, no particular religious background or ethnicity required. It's basically they just want to prosper humans as a whole. Money is not the root of all evil. Money is the root to all freedom. The selfish pursuit of money is hollow, but the pursuit of goodness that money can create is one of humanity's greatest responsibilities. That's what the pyramid represents. The eye represents advancement and evolution, and it says the human species is guarded by a coalition of its most elite members called the Illuminati. This is a bird's eye view of the Vatican. If you notice, it resembles something odd. I stumbled across this picture when I'm researching another story. Snake, Eden. I mean, how do you do this by accident? But who knows? Again, take a closer look. It looks like what? I mean, and it flows into the only green portion of the Vatican. And if you look closely, it, it is absolutely beautiful architecture. But it's pretty obvious as to what they were going for. Moving inside the building, you have this. Wow. Here's everything labeled, and this is the building from the outside. And this is the Jesus inside the cathedral that the Pope speaks in front of. It's pretty gnarly looking. Um, yeah, you kind of can decipher it yourself. Look at it. Souls under their God. What do y'all think? Let me know in the comments. This is the legend of the Curse of Oak Island. It all started in 1799 when a young Nova Scotia inhabitant named Daniel McGinnis seen fires late at night on an island of oaks. Curious as to what they were, he went and grabbed two friends. They watched and waited till the fires went out and then went to the island. They found a large impression under an oak tree and began digging where they found some initial spoils. McGinnis later admitted he found some treasure but not all of it. He found coinage from Knights of the Templar. Danny McGillis lived out his days at Oak Island as a wealthy man, but little did he know, he'd start a hunt for a treasure that still goes on to this day. In 1804, the Smiths found 90 feet deep a tablet. The original is nowhere to be found, but this is just a replica. It's an ancient text and it reads, 90 feet deeper, 2 million pounds awaits. And ever since, it's been called the money pit and treasure hunters from all over the world have tried to find it. Many believe the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail could be buried there. But a dark witch left a curse that says seven must die. And the curse hasn't been fulfilled, or has it, part two. This is the legend of the Curse of Oak Island, part two. In the 1970s, as just teenagers, Rick and Marty Lagina from the UP in Michigan read about the treasure on a small island of oaks known as Oak Island. They eventually amassed a bunch of money in the Traverse City wine industry, and now they've gone treasure hunter. They're now on History Channel and have their own show. It's gone on for about eight seasons, known as the Curse of Oak Island. These boys could have given up so many times, but have searched tirelessly, hoping to find things like the Holy Grail, or even some of Shakespeare's original works. So far they've invested seven million, but when doing the math, the two million original pounds, if it has no archeological value, is worth eight billion dollars. 
but it is believed that the relics are actually worth way more than that. It is also believed there's a ship in a man-made swamp that got buried. They might have good luck with that this year. But have they fulfilled the rule of seven? Some say yes, as it was reported a young producer on a show received a hint about a tunnel leading to the money pit. He never told anybody, went to look for himself, and disappeared. Alright, so apparently, in 2016, the United States Navy applied for a patent for a flying saucer. And in 2018, they were granted this patent. It is described as a craft using inertial mass reduction device comprises of an inner resonant wall, an outer resonant cavity wall, and microwave emitters. The microwave emitters create high-frequency electromagnetic waves throughout the resonant cavity, causing the resonant cavity to vibrate in an accelerated mode, which creates a local polarized vacuum outside the resonant cavity wall. You can't make this shit up, folks. The invention described herein may be manufactured and used by or for the government of the United States of America for governmental purposes while payment of any, any royalties therein. It says there are four known fundamental forces which control matter and therefore control energy. The four known forces are strong nuclear forces, weak nuclear forces, electromagnetic force, and gravitational force. Alright, y'all, I'm going to have to do a part two. In this hierarchy of forces, electromagnetic force is able to manipulate the three. Stationary electric charge gives rise to an electric field, while a moving charge generates both an electric and a magnetic field, hence the electromagnetic field. Additionally, accelerating this charge induces electromagnetic radiation in the form of transverse waves, namely light. So a lot of the lights we've been seeing are probably us, you guys. Not necessarily all, but some. Artificially generated high electromagnetic fields interact strongly with the vacuum energy state. The vacuum state can be described as all quantum fields fluctuations permeating the entire fabric of space-time. In short terms, they coupled hyperfrequency gyrational and hyperfrequency vibrational electrodynamics. In words, inertial mass reduction can be achieved via manipulation of the quantum field fluctuations in the local vacuum energy state. Therefore, it's possible to reduce the craft's inertia that is the resistance to motion and acceleration. When polarizing the vacuum, extreme speeds can be achieved, like speed of light. U.S. Navy patents flying saucer continued. It says, if we can engineer the structure of the local quantum vacuum state, we can engineer the fabric of our reality at the most fundamental level. This realization would greatly advance the fields of aerospace propulsion and power generation. The physical equation, which describes the maximum intensity achieved by the high energy electromagnetic field generator, or the or the craft's system geometric shape factor is equal to one for a disk configuration. So basically they're saying if they can polarize the vacuum within the vicinity of a craft equipped with a high energy electromagnetic field generator, it would eliminate any type of field fluctuations which block the path of acceleration. It allows for less labored motion through it. The electromagnetic field coupled with the vacuum polarization has a negative gravity effect. Here the craft can be a cone or lentangular triangle delta wing configuration. Gotta do a part four. Here they go on to say it is possible to envision a hybrid aerospace undersea craft which due to the physical mechanisms enabled with the inertia inertial mass reduction device can function as a submersible craft of extreme underwater speeds. This shit is awesome. It has no water friction and enhanced stealth capabilities, nonlinear scattering of RF and sonar signals. This hybrid craft would move with great ease through the air, space, water mediums by being enclosed in this vacuum plasma bubble due to the coupled effects of the electromagnetic field and the vacuum energy polarization. So yeah, folks, basically they figured it out. They even have patents for tractor beams and anti-gravity as well. 
This is a game changer, folks. This means we can explore other planets in space. Uh, we can even explore the vast majority of the oceans if we want to. This could be crazy. Life-changing for sure. It's the future. We're here. A deep-sea vessel caught this on film while exploring one of our vast oceans near Greenland in 2015. Wow, did you see that? It looked like some sort of ocean-dwelling humanoid with fish-like characteristics. Notice its webbed hands, big black eyes, and fish-like tail. This is probably some of the most compelling footage ever caught on camera. Stunned, the explorers quickly surfaced and began reviewing the footage, not believing what they saw. A mermaid, but this one sure didn't look like Ariel. But we as humans tend to glamorize legends to make them more appealing to the masses. Sailors and ocean goers alike have been claiming their existence since the beginning of time. This and other evidence shows that these tales could be true. But we always got to be skeptic. What do you believe? Do you believe they caught a mermaid on camera? I didn't see anything. Get away from the window! Get away from the window!